first, you know, for people who may not know, you know, where are you from? What's your mm. background? And, you know, how did you, you know, get started playing basketball? Well, I was born in Maryland. I stayed in you know, two different areas. I would stay in Cleveland with my folks. But, like, during, like, school days and stuff like that, I would stay in D.C. with my grandmother okay. throughout, like, elementary and uh, majority high school. Yeah. Um, as far as my background, um, you know, I started playing basketball, like, around eight. My dad introduced me to it. Uh, my brother played in high school. My dad played in high school. So it just came kind of natural to me mm-hmm. that I was going to take and uh, follow in this uh, footsteps. And um, they presented the game with me. I mean, presented the game to me. Yeah. And I just ran with it. So I've been playing ever since. Okay. All right. So you went to Carroll High School. Yeah. And then you transferred to Coolidge. Yeah. What was it like first going to Carroll? Uh, you know, WCAC private yeah. school and then... How was that transition going, you know, to a public school? Well, Carol was, uh, I had a good time at Carol. Uh, it was kind of strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had to get uniform, blazers. I really yeah. wasn't used to that. Right. Uh, going to public school all my life yeah. uh, until I got there. Um, but uh, we had a great freshman year. I got to play with a bunch of dudes I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So we went 25-0. and 0, So we beat, uh, won a lot of tournaments. We beat some JV teams. Okay. So we were a freshman team. So I had a lot of success my freshman year. Right. And uh, I think the last two games of the varsity season for the varsity team, I got to play up. Okay. And uh, then fast forward to my sophomore year, yeah. um, I played like JV and varsity. So mm-hmm. it was like back and forth. Some games I played varsity, some games I played JV, and I had success there too. Right. So yeah. um, then transition to Coolidge, yeah. it was like a whole different whole different world because, <laughs> no, um Coolidge is in a rough area, you know, <laughs> surrounded by like three neighborhoods. And they, while I was there, it was some tension. Mm-hmm. It was uh, KDY, they have uh, Rittenhouse, and they have uh, Riggs Park. Okay. So um, this is like, it was kind of like a lot of tension. Rough, so, yeah. yeah, so you had to be careful sometimes where you was at at right. a certain time. So, uh, but my first day at Coolidge, mm-hmm. uh, it was, I had to go do metal detectors. Okay. So, <laughs> That tripped me out because a bunch of my teammates, they were, like, hiding their phones and everything like that. Yeah. And they didn't tell me. Right. So when I got that, I went through the metal detector and whatnot. Yeah. And dude just took my phone, like, what you doing? Yeah. He was like, oh, now you get this back in the day. I'm like, Dang. I'm like, what? Like, what you mean? He was like, yeah, you're going to keep this. So, no, they do that for, you no know, safety reasons. You no know, right. people may call someone up in cases like a big yeah. Melee, someone fights and stuff like that. So wow. that tripped me out, though. So, like, how did you handle that? Like, say for other, you know, young athletes that may, you know, go to a school that's probably not, you know, the best area. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you were able to stay focused, you know, and to separate yourself and, you know, to do what you did? Um, well, just standing in the gym, you know, staying away from the wrong crowds, you know, people not doing the right things, mm-hmm. uh, staying with my teammates. Uh, just keeping to myself, not just again trying to get swallowed up into the bad and wrong. So yeah. that's pretty much just staying to myself and just standing in the gym, keep my keeping focused and knowing what I really wanted for my future. Right. Yeah. Now that's real. And um, so then you ended your you know your senior year at Coolidge. Um, you had a great great ending career. Like yeah. you were player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> like what what else did you do? Like, uh, well, far as far as what do you mean? Like. 
awards, uh, accomplishments, and um, well, I scored a thousand points in two years, okay, which was a big accomplishment. I think Coolidge really let me get um coming to myself. Mm. Uh, I think um, it gave me a chance to not have to look over my shoulder mm. while I played. Okay. And just let me play free. And the circuit actually helped me improve my game going into my senior year, too. So, okay. but just know, as far as compliments, just receiving a lot of college mail. That was really right. dope yeah, yeah. for the first time. I was going to ask you that. How was that process, you know, when trying to decide which school and getting recruited? Um, how was that for you? Um, it was stressful. Yeah. Like, it was just like, like you taking an SAT. Like, right. Because you just don't. You know what I'm saying? You don't know where to go. Mm. And, you know, some, it's a lot of people tell you, oh, people in your area, like, you should go here, you should go there. Then college coach is promising you this and right. promising you that, so you really don't know who to trust. Right. Um, but um, it was just real stressful. Yeah. Uh, that's all I can remember. Did you, was your mindset, like, you wanted to stay close to home or did you want to go far a little bit? Um, no, I kind of wanted to get away, you know. Yeah. I kind of want to experience something new, see, you know, see a different part of, the country I haven't seen before, experience like and uh, new things and make new relationships and just see how a different place, uh, another place would be. That's yeah. pretty much it. So, you committed to Central Connecticut, mm-hmm. um, and I you know just I did some research. Yeah, on you. it's cool. <laughs> I wanted you know to ask you as many questions. Um, so your freshman year, you know, you redshirted, and it said you got injured your first game. I got injured my first game. So yeah, what happened? So two weeks prior to that, we had like a scrimmage against uh, Stony Brook, okay. and I was playing, and like a dude rolled into my knee, mm-hmm. and my knee twisted, and I sat out for the rest of the game. And uh, through leading up into the to the first game, I was fine. Like it's a little bit of swelling, but I was able to play. Right. So I was in the warm-up line, and, you know, you got to show off warm-up line, stuff like that. So I tried to show off, and I went up for a dunk. And uh-huh. I dunked it. I came down. My knee popped. Oh, it was like a feeling I never felt before. You yeah. know, I, I've hyperextended my knee before and stuff like that, yeah. but I just never felt that before. So I couldn't really straighten it out, so I kind of, like, dug it out the rest of the whole, the whole, the whole game. And I had my first two points uh, was some, the game when the free throws sent into overtime. Mm. And then after that, I went to the doctor the next day. They said <laughs> I, uh, I chipped a bone in my cartilage. Oh, man. So that was that was the rest of my season right there. Yeah. So so when you registered, how was that? How was that year for you, like, just trying to bounce back? <sighs> it's probably one of the most challenging Mm-hmm. Uh, things because I was in a boot, so I really couldn't walk. I mean, I was in a boot. I'm sorry, I was in like a big like brace okay. that came out of my leg, and I really couldn't walk. Right. So then, like, you no, know, once the season started, like I'm up in Connecticut, so it's snowing and ice oh, everywhere. Wow. So I'm on crutches. Wow, walking around. Campus. Yeah, I was I was slipping on my crutches on ice and mm-hmm. snow. Then I had a student advisor. She was kind of a like hard on us, so I would be late to like study hall. I'm like, I'm on these crutches. Like, right. you give me like the benefit of the doubt. She was like, nah. <laughs> so it was real challenging just in the classroom too, because the yeah. workload, I believe, you know, come from public school and having to go straight to college, you know, it's a different type of environment. Mm. So it was challenging though, especially rehab too. Right, yeah. All right, so then after college, um, you know, talk about like that summer. And what your goal? What was your goal? Was it you know you wanted to continue to play, you know, professionally um, overseas? And what was your mindset like grind mode in that summer? 
uh, it's probably one of the most hard work summers I ever did. Mm. You know, uh, just waking up doing three days. Mm. You know, I would go to gym six in the morning, get shots up, then maybe go go lift around like eleven, get a good lift, and then the second half of my day, either I'll be working out again or playing five or five, just to working on the stuff that I worked on early in the morning. Yeah, but it was just a grind. Like I was really on it. You know, yeah. I had a lot of uh, aspirations of playing overseas, playing just playing professional. Right. So it was me and uh no you know Justin yeah so it was me and him we were uh we would be getting up early in the morning going just going all day and getting it so yeah. it was really a, a huge grind yeah I remember when we like met that summer mm-hmm. um we worked for Junior Wizards yeah. like he was like yo you trying to work out like yeah yeah I, yeah you know me you no know, I'm uh. No, I just like to, I like to work out. I like to get it in. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if anybody is hungry as me or just like to like to work out, you no, know, yeah, then we are gonna have a good relationship. So yeah. and yeah. I remember uh, we we no we got it in. You know what I'm saying? We would work out after the camp right. and you no know, get our shots up and we would be pushing each other. Right. I remember um, we met at the um, what we meet at 25 with Fitness, right? Yeah, yeah. And got a good workout in. Yep, I remember that. It was crazy. I was like, yo, he's holding me accountable. Yeah, I was like, yo, Taylor, you've been working out? <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, I got you, yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, off the court, you know, I've seen you work with kids, you know, as a mm-hmm. youth coach. Um, is that like one of your passions? Do you want to, you know, coach outside of basketball? Um, i always been told I could, you mm-hmm. know, like from like close friends and family members. Right. Uh I mean I have I, I think I have a good relationship with kids. Yeah. Um I think um they listen to me because you no know, I will hold them accountable and yeah. not let them slack anything like that. Right. I want the best for them. Yeah. But I think uh yeah I think I could coach and you know, I I think that's something I could do. Yeah. You know, once I put my mind to it. Right. Yeah. So overseas, um you've been in Portugal for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like out there? I've I've never been to Portugal. Like I feel like I've been everywhere um, right there. <laughs> so. Portugal is is dope. You know, okay. um, when I first got there, it was just a whole culture shock. Okay. So um, when I got off the plane, you know, I was in the airport and people were just staring at me. <laughs> yeah. So they don't see too many, I guess. No, no yeah. black people like that, or just yeah. tall black people. Right. So. Um, no, just no. They were just staring at me. And I felt kind of weird. I thought like mm-hmm. I thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> right. So the guy that picked me up, uh, my he came in and one of my teammates. He was uh he from Louisiana. He uh-huh. been over there for a while. Okay. So I'm like, man, like is something wrong. Like yeah. I do something. Yeah. And he was like, nah, they just that's that's what they do. Yeah. So they stare real hard. Yeah. Then no, no. Here when people stare at you, it's like rude. Like yeah, rude. and they look away. There they just they keep looking at you. So that drink that kind of threw me off. But uh, it was a culture shock, you know. It got it took a while to get used to, right? Um, especially the food, you know, because I yeah. wasn't accustomed to taking that food. So, yeah. um, I lost a few pounds when I got over there because right. I wasn't eating. Yeah. So I'll be eating like the McDonald's or Subway. Like I was eating nothing else. Right. But um, it was really got a great experience. People treat you really nice, and mm-hmm. if anyone wants to go to a soccer game, definitely go to one in Europe because yeah. it's lit. Because every game is like the Super Bowl. Okay. They shut down the whole town. Mm-hmm. They go to like a strip of bars. Then everyone from the bar walks to the stadium. It's like a two mile walk. So they right. take their flags and they, whatever it's... type of little thing they got, and they just walk to the game. They showed a lot of uh, support, especially with the basketball too. They support us too. Right. Dang. So now that you're back home, you know, 
And what you know? What what do you have planned now? You know, what's what's next for you? Well, I'm just recovering right now. Cause I just I recently just had surgery a few weeks ago. Yeah. So um, right now I'm just trying to find myself find something to keep myself busy, mm-hmm. uh, as far as working wise, uh, and just try to work out too until I'm fully recovered. Then uh, if I have the aspiration of going back overseas. Mm-hmm. Then no, I'll make that jump. If not, then if I find something that I have passion for to stay here, mm-hmm. then no, I'll start a career. Yeah. I think the basketball, I don't think that would never go nowhere with a passion for basketball. For sure, yeah. So, like, what's that like, you know, when you're trying to, when you're, like, waiting for that call? You know, I can even, like, relate to this. And, you know, you, you, may, you probably get a call, but you don't know if that's the right yeah opportunity for you so like how's that like how do you handle that and how's that you know that just being um, in that position and it's frustrating yeah. no it's, it's, it's frustrating <laughs> you know because you never know like where you're gonna go next right. and you have so much high expectation of yourself you don't want to just sell yourself for something that's not not as good exactly um because you no know, you might sign somewhere then Two weeks later, you get an offer. It's mm-hmm. like, dang, I just, I just signed you there. Just wait a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I just wait a little bit longer. So sometimes the waiting game, a lot of people do, and they find a good contract. Right. And some people just kind of sell themselves short, and mm-hmm. they get into a situation, then they they stuck. They stuck. Yeah. So it's it's a grind though. Um, it's real. It's real challenging. You know, it could yeah. be days that you have ups and downs where. Your, your agent's telling you, oh, yeah, we have this opening, right? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Then two weeks later, oh, man, they signed somebody else. Yeah. So your whole, it's just, it, no, it kills your spirit sometimes. So Seriously. you got to just stay focused and you have you really frustrated at yourself because mm-hmm. you just feel you have so much confidence in yourself and your ability. Right. And, you know, you might not get an offer that's, um, that's of your liking. Yeah. So sometimes uh, you have to take a chance, which, you know, which I did, you know, for less money. Yeah. And sometimes you can play the waiting game and get a great contract because that's happened to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a frustrating one to challenge you because you know, like you said, um, you can get like a call, right? Um, and your agent can tell you, oh, you have uh, you have this offer from from someplace in Germany, yeah, and it's just X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. You're like, hmm, all right, I'm I'm gonna wait. Then you wait for a better offer. Then that offer's gone. Yeah. So it's like then that that right there can have you like paranoid because if you get enough offer, you just all right. I'm gonna go ahead and sign so for somebody to take it. Oh my god, I can totally relate to that. Like after okay, I have a spit real talk. <laughs> so my when I got out of college, 2016, um, I was like so frustrated with waiting and waiting and yeah. waiting that I feel like I decided to you know go too soon like mm-hmm. i probably should have waited mm-hmm. and then even like after when i got the opportunity in luxembourg i was like man i'm happy i got a job right exactly like, exactly i'm just gonna stick with it yeah <laughs> yep that's how it be yep so i totally feel you on that mm-hmm. um and then you know as an overseas people looking on the outside they look at like overseas basketball players like oh you're living a dream yeah blah 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 and like we like you are we are blessed yeah, with the yeah. opportunity um and to see the world but like what like struggles <laughs> struggles yeah. okay so i went to like a conference type of thing like a, a mini camp trying to trying to get signed with eight trying to get signed with agents and right. guy that was talking he was telling me like all the stuff about like overseas yeah and i really didn't like believe him like oh they're gonna be late with my money like yeah. stuff like that yeah. then they might not uh keep the end of a bargain up in the contract like you mm-hmm. they tell you oh you're gonna have a house a nice car mm-hmm. food yeah 
certain type of benefits and they don't they don't guarantee it's not guaranteed when you get there. Right. So that was kind of frustrating because like my first year, um, I was like I went like three weeks first time like not getting paid. I'm like Yeah. Uh, I'm like, all right, no, I'm gonna try to dug it out, but it was yeah. like real frustrating then. Yeah. Um no, sometimes I just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. So after like four or five months, you get like homesick. Yeah, for sure. No, I was over there for nine months. I didn't get a chance to come back home. So my family and um, my girl came and go came over there to, uh, to see me. Yeah. So that was like, that felt good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, but it's a grind, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it could be really annoying, and a lot of people give up on it because yeah. it's they feel as though it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And some people just like I said, dug it out, then, you know, four or five years from now, they're playing in, a, like, a Euro Cup team. Right. And you just see their progress, and it's right. like, wow. Like, it's, it takes a lot of dedication, though. For sure. hmm Yeah. But back to your point, like, far as, like, living a life, <laughs> um, it depends on your situation. Like, right. I know some people over there got it good. Yeah. Like, you like, oh, okay, you nice live on the setup. ocean. Right. Okay, you got nice weather. But right. the backstory, they... They not they they don't really got it like they say they got it. So yeah. you gotta be a little aware of things too. So right, I think like what we're like kind of getting at is everybody's like situation is different. Everybody's like, situation is different, and everybody's experience is different. You know, some somebody may go to Portugal too and have like you know a different experience than you. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I know a lot of people. They they're stuck in like I know a few dudes that been in my league. And you know, we talk, you know, players talk after the game. Yeah. Where you from, especially the Americans. Right, right. So they just tell me about their situation. I'm like, Dang, I thought I had it bad. Right. Oh my. <laughs> like every club has their own, you know, their own. Yeah, no situation. Yeah. yeah. And like you, I feel like it's even tougher as American because you, you have to represent yourself. Yeah. Really well, and you, you really do, you know, because um, you're in a whole other country. Like you don't have yeah. any rights to the state. Oh my I mean, goodness. this country. Um. So, I just think, like, the pressure. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like, a lot. Even off the court, it's just, like, how you conduct yourself. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you say you get into it with the management or so a team, yeah. or, or I mean, a teammate, and that could just start a bad rep. Because everyone's connected in Europe. Uh-huh. So, like, mm-hmm. not only do you have to be professional on the court, you got to be professional off the court, how you conduct yourself and go along and yeah. just respect people that can get you a long way. Yeah, so. definitely true. And so as, like, you're definitely, like, a huge role model to, like, you know, the youth, mm-hmm. you know, especially back home. And that kids that want to be where you are today, what advice would you give them? Um, Just believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't let no one try to steer you in the wrong direction or make your own, make their, make, put their uh, expectations of you on you. Mm-hmm. Like, follow your own path. If it's not even uh, just outside of basketball. Right. Like if it's, you've got a passion for something, just follow your dreams. Yeah. But uh, to get overseas, you know, it's gonna take it's gonna take a grind. I don't know, just play professional. It's gonna take right. a grind. You know, write your goals down, and that's the biggest thing. I wish I would have did like just write my goals down, mm. and have a reminder like on like a door or something. So when you wake up, you can see, all right, I'm gonna accomplish that today. Right. Like I wanna go in the gym and make a thousand shots. Yeah. And knock this assignment out so yeah. I can go back to the gym and right. you know, just focus. You know what I'm saying? Lock yeah. in on your dream and go after it because nobody should want it more than you. Yeah, for sure. 
No, man, I think you're pretty locked in. You probably yeah. you don't give yourself enough credit. I mean, that's how we all are. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? No, you're hard on yourself, though. Yeah. You got to be hard on yourself. Yeah. What's your perspective on, you know, being a student athlete? And, you know, how was it overall experience for you? Like, From my perspective, you know, you looked at differently. Yeah. You know, people... Yeah. Oh, uh, he gonna pass the class because he 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 uh they gonna pull some strings for him. You no know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You hear, you know, what I'm saying like how did he never does any work? How does he pass? Right. So no, True. that's the perspective that they have of you, of certain people. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta prove those people wrong. Like once you get that uh that platform, you no, know, show them how, you no, know, show them your brilliance. Right. You no, know, show them that you not just a basketball player. Right. You know, that you, you know, you can handle your business on and off the court. Mm-hmm. Um. But my experience with that, it was just, it was a lot that came with it, you know. You know, I got I remember um falling asleep in class and yeah. you no know, I used to get reports from like my coaches. I used to have to pay for it in practice. Like they hold you accountable, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because you represent the university. Right. So they it's a high regard, you know. Yeah. But I had a I had a good time in college, you no. Know? Yeah. So you said like something really interesting. Like I feel like especially when you get out of college everybody since you you know you play college basketball you're automatically identified as just an athlete and it's like no i can i can do more than just play basketball so like you know have you ever had that experience like coming out of college or how do you how do you feel about that like we already have this like stamp on us like that's all we're about um i feel i mean you kind of it depends how someone approaches you you can feel offended about it right or you can feel motivated about it Sure. You could feel offended how they just you know put you in a uh, a certain you no know, box where yeah. they just think okay well he's good for nothing besides basketball he right. can't do nothing else and you be like okay yeah. you feel offended but then you could feel like all right well I'm gonna show you that yeah. I'm much more than a basketball player I could do this and that. I have other abilities and other uh, talents and stuff like that yeah so I use it as motivation though yeah. just to prove someone wrong all right so senior year mm-hmm. you got. You reached a thousand points. Right. Um, what was that like? Like, how was that experience? Uh, so senior year we struggled a lot. We had a lot of ups and downs. We had some good games, some bad games. Okay. Um, and I had like a a somewhat good, solid senior year. I say. Um, it didn't really start getting better into the maybe maybe second half of the season when we got in conference play. Okay. But uh, we we were searching for our first win in conference. Okay. And we had a game in uh. St. Francis PA, mm-hmm. and my folks drove up and seen me play. Mm-hmm. So um, I needed 16 more, I think, no, I needed 19 more points Okay. to, to uh, finally hit 1,000 points. Yeah. So uh, we, would, we were, it was a close game back and back. We won in overtime, mm-hmm. and we had like a turn. No, no, we had a, a shot, and they we fouled, and they had to shoot free throws. Mm-hmm. So we were down by two. Mm-hmm. Dude missed a second free throw for one on one. My teammate threw me the ball. I took maybe four or five dribbles across the half court, and mm. he set a rub screen. Mm. Came off of him, top of the key, knocked it down mm. for like maybe like two seconds left. Okay. And I just pointed to my pops that was in the in the, in the uh, stands. Mm. It was just you no, know, just talking trash. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was it was a huge accomplishment to like my thousand point, like my exact thousand point was on a game with a shot. Right. And my folks were there to see it. Yeah. So they gave me the game ball afterwards that we oh. played with. So that was like real dope, and it was our first conference win. So right. it built up a lot of momentum, and we took that to the second half of the season. So we wanna we finished up. We didn't actually go to the the 
Tournament? Yeah, we actually go to tournament, but we finished that pretty strong, better than what we were doing. And, okay. And I finished that really good, so. Yeah. It was a great experience. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming Thanks on the show. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? You know, you my, you my girl, you know what I mean? Like, we, we cool, you know what I'm saying? Nah, so. seriously, man. Uh, you're an inspiration to a lot more than you probably know, you know? So. Okay. But, um, no, I appreciate it again, and, you know, that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, Kaylin Cumberlander um, here at Talks with Tay, and stay tuned for what we got next. Oh, big things coming.